The second time I ever tried to have sex, you guys, I was with a guy who I'd been dating about three months, 17 years old, and I was like super nervous and excited, and it didn't last long. Neither did the first time we tried to have sex, but for very different reasons. The first time we tried to have sex, this guy, I gotta tell you, was one of the sweetest, nicest guys I've ever known, and I couldn't have asked for a better, like, first-time experience. I made this guy work so, so hard. Uh, For three months, he just worshipped my body. He just focused on me. He didn't let me do anything for him. He just worshipped me, and he never went further than I let him go, but he was always pushing me just a little bit to let him do more for me, and it was really beautiful. So finally, after like three months of this, I finally decided that I was ready. He started to stick it in, and holy fuck, it hurt so bad. And he stopped, like, really quickly afterwards because he didn't want to hurt me. And that was really sweet, and I'm never going to forget that. The reason it hurt so much is because I have a weird fucking hymen, and we'll get into that a little bit later if you want, but I have a weird hymen, and it made sex really painful for a long time. So the first time, really nice, really sweet and made me really comfortable with doing it again. So, picture us, really important information. I was wearing skinny jeans that night. Really fucking tight skinny jeans. And so, like, peel those motherfuckers off. All the fucking way off. Bare legs, pussy out. He's ready to fucking go. He sticks it in slowly, and we, five, five seconds. We get five seconds. Oh, Also key information to know, we're in a fucking Kmart parking lot. Five seconds, he's finally got it in because it took that long because I have a weird vagina and fucking red and blue lights light up my life. The next minute of my life was a fucking chaos. I was, I don't remember a time I have been this terrified and scared. It was bad. We're fucking scrambling. It's my car. So I like am trying to shove him off of me while I'm scrambling over to the driver's side, screaming for my pants. The flashlight is getting out of the fucking cop car in our car, in my car. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I have my underwear on. The motherfucker to my right doesn't have any problem getting his pants on because he's not wearing fucking skinny jeans. So he's got his pants on and thinks, oh, the world is fine. You know how dudes be. Rolls down his fucking window before my pants are over my knees. I've got the steering wheel in my way. I had to get over to my seat. And I've got fucking skinny jeans I'm trying to shove over my hips. The cop's like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. And he's like, what? There's nothing wrong. We're fine. I'm like, bitch, no. And he finally looks over at me and sees that I'm fucking still half naked And he's like, oh, shit. And the cop is like, oh, shit. And the cop turns around trying to give me my fucking privacy so I can get my pants on. And I'm like in tears. This was not good. I was not okay. This was traumatizing, you guys. I finally get my pants on and something comes out of my mouth to let them know that I'm all good. And the cop turns around and his face is just like pure, oh, my God. Oh, guys, it was so bad. In my head, all I can think about is the fact that my boyfriend's 18 and I'm 17 
and he just saw me fucking half naked and I didn't know what was gonna happen to us because I wasn't sure like if that was totally legal or not and everything like my mind was racing I would I came from a very Christian conservative background my parents would kill me they would kill me if they found out and all these things were like swarming through my brain and he was like um how old are you guys I'm like 17 and he's like 18 and the guy is like and the cop like pauses and he's like are you guys students because there's a little community college right next door thank god this cop didn't question he's just like are you students he gave us a really easy out we didn't lie actually we didn't have to because we were both taking classes at that community college so we were like yeah and the cop didn't question us more he's just like go back to your dorm get out of the fucking parking lot be safe and he walked away my fucking little heart was just like in full on full speed ahead panic mode and i was like traumatized from this crying he was sitting over there chill as fuck because apparently that didn't bother him one fucking bit and i'm over here like "Ah, i'm gonna fucking go to prison and but it was all okay it was just some asshole trucker over there in the same parking lot fucking got pissed off apparently because his life sucks and he wasn't getting any pussy yeah so poor me that was my second ever sexual experience and it was a rather traumatizing one so that's fun maybe that's where my public sex kink came from and voyeur tendencies nah i'm just kidding with you guys those are totally normal kinks to have but what a time what a memory that is um and I can tell you, we had sex so many times in that parking lot, and we were just fine. It was just that one time, oh my god. We were way smarter about it after that, I will say. I didn't fucking take my skinny jeans all the way off ever again. So, it was a learning experience, basically. That's what we're gonna go with. So, I do kind of want to go back to the weird hymen thing, because it's a really interesting thing to be aware of for everyone, for men and women. Um, you have five different hymen main, I'm sure there's probably a bunch of variations of these, but you have five main different hymen types, and I'm going to butcher the names of these, like Sumi, I don't know how they're properly pronounced, but you have the imperforate, imperforate hymen, that one, bless the hearts of these people, I feel so bad for them, is just straight hymen, like no opening. Annular hymen is a small hole, like you have a lot of hymen tissue and then there's just a small opening. Cribiform hymen is a bunch of hymen tissue and then a a bunch of tiny little holes through it. I feel for them too. Then you have your Paris introitus hymen, which is a little bit of like hymen tissue and then a fairly big opening. So those people are set. Then you have septate hymen and you have your hymen tissue, your hole, and then that hole is separated by a string of hymen tissue. And that, you guys, is what my body decided (laughs) to do. And that is what I had. And on one side, the hole was way bigger than the other side. And so neither of the holes were very big to start with, but one was bigger than the other. And so we had, I had to be very careful for the first probably year and a half of my sex life that the penis went into the correct larger opening side of my hymen or it was extremely extremely painful because it was just tearing basically so if it started to go into the wrong side it was like (laughs) game over (laughs) we're stopping we're not having sex anymore (laughs) it hurts too bad so eventually the friction wore the string down to like breaking um and so long as 
it was on the right side. Like, it didn't hurt. And I I don't have, like, a strong memory of it breaking. I think I noticed when it happened, but it didn't hurt super bad. So it was finally worn down enough that it just was able to break. And I still have, like, the string. So, like, if you think, if you're worried about your hymen or you have something weird and it's painful, just know that that tissue will adapt and know that so long as you go slow and you're careful like it's not it doesn't have to be super painful and I have firsthand experience with this like some hymens like the fully covered one uh the imporphorate one that's going to be an issue the cribriform one is probably going to be an issue but if you have like a septate or an annular or whatever it will wear itself away and so it's nothing to stress over so yeah there you go guys my second sexual experience and hymens (laughs) that's how we're going to introduce this episode how are you guys i hope you've had a really good week so far and are enjoying your thirsty thursday and the second episode so far this episode i really since the last one we kind of went over some more boring stuff like is sugar something that you really want to do or who wants to do sugar and the kind of mental things you have to deal with this time i kind of want to have a happier episode and go into some of the awesome things that can happen so i'm going to talk about my favorite sugar experience and my favorite sugar daddy and we're gonna call him David. That's not his real name. That's just a random name I picked. I want to talk about it and kind of like the awesome things that can happen when you do sugar and how those things happen and the processes you go through and the amazing experiences that you can get out of it. And I want to talk about the fact that trips really do happen for sugar babies. And I have a couple that I'm going to talk about. This one, I'm going to talk about my favorite trip that I went on and we'll go from there. David messaged me on Seeking Arrangements, checked out his profile, and it was a really solid profile. He was like, I'm not here for games. Uh, I travel a lot. I like to meet people. And sugar just makes it really easy to have really great experiences, share really great experiences, have great connections, and be able to go back to your normal lives afterwards. And that's exactly what it should be, and that's exactly what we should be going for. He made it very clear that he wasn't interested in the more escorty situations that can happen on seeking arrangements. And we talked a little bit, and he let me know when he was going to be in town. And he's like, well, let's just meet for drinks, see what happens, and go from there. It was really simple. He was really easy to communicate with, and I really appreciated that about him. We met at a classy little bar. I was dressed up, and I had a couple beers. And we instantly just hit it off. He was a younger one. So David is only 38. Well, he may, he might be 39 now or 40. But we met when he was 38. So he was a very much on the younger end of sugar daddies. And I've had a couple actually in their 30s. And they've all been great. I do find that the older ones tend to be more generous. Really easy to communicate. I tend to go for the older ones now. I haven't had as much luck with the younger ones. But this is a very unique situation where he was incredibly mature. Very generous. And we had an amazing connection. And the age difference wasn't weird at all. I have always loved spending time with him. It was, it's really just been fantastic. We hit it off, we were talking about business, we were talking about marketing, We he is a reader and I'm a reader, which 
is super rare to find people who read, but we read the same kind of stuff. We talked about books. We talked about traveling. He had so many different stories to tell. He's lived an incredible life. And we had like this amazing connection like really instantly. It honestly just felt like your normal date. It felt like somebody I'd met off of Tinder that we met, we got drinks, and we hit it off really well. And I went back home with him. And I didn't ask for anything. We, I went into this without establishing an allowance, which is really rare. I typically am very clear about the allowance before I ever meet with people because most of the time when I didn't, I was burned. This situation, not the case. Very rare. But I went back with him and everything that I did, I didn't expect any compensation for. I didn't expect an allowance from it because I hadn't established uh, an allowance with him beforehand. And we honestly never got there in our conversation because we were just enjoying our time together so much. And I don't recommend doing this, honestly. Um, It usually doesn't go well. It usually ends up like, well, that didn't seem like a sugar date. That seemed like somebody who was just trying to get a date off of a sugar dating website. This time, it worked out. Generally, you want to be really careful with this. If you don't establish something ahead of time, just be prepared to not receive anything, which is totally fine. Um, There are people who use the site just for dating. Just know ahead of time you have to establish it if you're going to expect anything. Never walk into a situation not having something established and expect something out of it. Treat it like a date if you don't establish something first. So anyway, the sex was actually really, really awesome. Um, He was really sweet. He was really nice. We had a lot of really good chemistry. I spent the night with him when I had never spent the night with somebody I met off of seeking arrangements before, but I was just really comfortable with him. I didn't feel like driving home because I was tired and it was really late and had been drinking. I asked if it would be okay. He was totally chill with it and I spent the night. And in the morning when I was leaving, He was like, I know we never talked about this. We will definitely have that conversation next time. But here, here's a little something. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I really like you. Here you go. Um, I can't wait to see you again. And he handed me a really good allowance. Uh, I believe it was $400. So I wasn't expecting it. I didn't honestly feel like I needed anything from him because I really enjoyed my time. But what that did for him was it established that, yes, this is a sugar arrangement and yes, This is going to be like a more professional exchange. Not professional in the sense of it's escort work, but professional in the sense of when we're together, we're together. When we're apart, we're not. And the barrier here is the allowance. The barrier to keep it that way is the allowance. And that is exactly how sugar arrangements should go. He had a beautiful understanding of it and it's worked out super well. So we continued to meet up when he was in town. We would always do something really fun. We would get dinner. We'd go to the nicest places. We we even did axe throwing one time. We would do fun stuff. Um, Axe throwing was really fun, but we got along. He was young enough. We got along, and it was just like a regular date every time, and it was amazing. And we had pretty much established a pay-per-meet of 400 each time. My favorite thing about this was how much I got from him in the sense of 
life experience and advice and I was able to really tap into my love of business and marketing with him. We would just go, we'd drink whiskey and we would just talk about, you know, his experiences with business, entrepreneurship, marketing, the different stuff that he's done and how it's worked out. But it never felt like he was giving me advice. It never felt like it was one-sided. It was just us talking and having these conversations and it was so much fun. Then one time that he was in town and we were on a date, he asked me what I was doing for a weekend. I looked at my calendar and I didn't have anything planned and I'm like, nothing. And he's like, well, I am going to New York City that weekend and I was wondering if you'd be interested in joining me. Holy shit, you guys. I was like instantly like super excited because I liked this guy so much. We had such like such a good time together and it was so easy to spend like periods of time. I knew it would go well. And so I got really excited, but I was like, mm, this might not happen, so I can't get too excited here. I had never had a trip before with a sugar daddy before he'd asked me to go on this. And so I was like, holy shit, this might happen. I might be going to New York fucking city with this guy. What? I was a fucking poor ass college student. I didn't get to go on trips especially not to New York City. I didn't have that kind of money. I was like, any extra cash that I had, well, I didn't have any extra cash. It should all have gotten to fucking food and bills, but anytime I like allotted myself to spend cash, it was just to like go hang out with friends. I didn't get to go on trips. This was super exciting. So we talked we made our plans. He was like, I'll reimburse you when you're there if you want to buy the ticket. So in this particular case, I wouldn't probably do it this way with other people. But in this particular case, I bought my plane ticket and then he reimbursed me when I was there. You have to be really solid with somebody before you're going to spend your own money on something like this because there are all sorts of things that could go wrong. There are all sorts of scenarios when you're going to be spending money and you don't get that money back. So you have to be really careful with this. My relationship with David was solid enough that I was comfortable doing this. But honestly, as if you are somebody new into sugar, be very, very careful when anybody asks you to spend your own money on anything whatsoever because that's how you get scammed and that's how you get into bad situations and go broke because a lot of people on seeking arrangements are not solid people. You have to do a lot of weeding through to find the good ones. But I had a really great relationship with him and I was comfortable doing it and I figure, you know what, I'm buying round trip tickets to New York City if this ends up badly I spend a couple, I spend like a day or two in New York City. I have a great time on my own. I can make it work. So I bought my tickets, made the plans, and I got my nails done, and I bought like an outfit or two. We had it planned, so I would get there. We would go to a Broadway show, get some food, have some drinks, and then the next day, he was like, figure out all of the things that you want to do in New York City, and we'll do as much as we can in that day. And then I'm going to take you to a nice restaurant. We'll get some drinks. And then the day after, I fly home. So it was a really short trip. This was the only time I was ever in New York City. I spent a night and a day and a night and then I flew out. But it was the most magical fucking experience of my life. I flew in to LaGuardia and I didn't have a whole lot of time. I like raced through the fucking airport got into a lift, headed 
downtown. His hotel was downtown Manhattan. Oh my god, I was, it was a dream. It was so fucking cool. I felt like I was in a movie. I was in this fucking lift. I was fixing my makeup because I knew when I got there I'd have to change and then we would head to the show. I was giddy as fuck, you guys. It was so cool. I'd never been to New York City before. It was amazing. And I was like listening to all my songs about New York City and so fucking happy and I make it to the hotel and I see him and we hug and we go to his room and get ready. We are able to walk down like a couple blocks to the theater and I enter this old theater for my first Broadway show and I just, it didn't feel like real life. It was so fucking cool. I saw my first Broadway show and it was Better than I had ever imagined a Broadway show could be, even with all the hype. It was so amazing. And we go and we drink like a ton of whiskey and we talk and we go back to the hotel. And then the next day, oh my God, we packed in so much stuff. So he was super cool because he was down to like ride the subway, do the touristy stuff with me. It was just about spending time together and having a really good time. So he got to see, like, getting me in New York City, uh, seeing the Statue of Liberty, riding the subway. Uh, We went to the 9-11 Memorial. We went to Central Park. We went to Grand Central Station. And then we went back to the hotel. And I did my makeup and I changed and I got ready and he took me to, like, the nice one of the nicest vegan restaurants in New York City. And food makes me so happy. Holy shit. I was sitting there like I couldn't fucking wipe the smile off my goddamn face. I was like eating vegan food and we got this fancy dessert, which is half of a pineapple, like roasted for 45 minutes with a bunch of like coconut cream and shit on top. And it was so fucking good. Ugh. You have no idea. It was so good. And food makes me so happy. So we had this amazing dinner. I was drinking fancy fucking wine. And then we went and we went to more whiskey bars. And we went to like a club or two. And I got to party in New York fucking city. It was mind-blowing. It honestly didn't feel real. It was so much fun. And spent the other night. And then I went and caught my plane out and went back to normal life. Trips happen. Trips can 100% happen. I've had a couple other ones, and I'm making plans for another one right now with a sugar daddy, and they're incredible. They're super fun. I've also had a cruise, and then David also took me to Chicago, and which isn't quite as exciting as New York City, but it was just as much fun. Well, maybe not just as much fun, but it was just, it was also really fun, and it was just, yeah. So trips really do happen. I've gotten some really amazing experiences from this, you guys. I love reliving it because it feels like a little experience and a little movie that I was in. And these are the kind of memories and these are the kind of experiences that I would never have if I had never gotten on Seeking Arrangements and become a sugar baby. So I've had some really bad experiences, but I've also had some of the best experiences of my life. So I wanted to tell you guys that story because it's possible 
And sugar can be this really abstract thing in a lot of people's minds and they don't know what's a real expectation and what's a face and fake false expectation. And if you make the right connection, if you stick with it to find the good ones, amazing things can really happen. All right, I think that that is going to do it for the second episode. Um, again, thank you for the positive feedback. And please, you guys, let me know what you want out of this. Let me know what you like out of this. I'm going to continue to try to bring like funny personal stories or just experiences of mine, um, opinions that I have, things I've been through. Um, I'm going to continue to talk about sugar and give you tips on that kind of stuff. Um, I really want to know what you guys want out of this. It's only episode two. I can take this in whatever direction that you guys want because it's really for you. Um, it's for fun, but it's also hopefully for you. And yeah, and let's see what we can do with it. So thank you guys for joining me on this second episode. Hopefully see you guys next week on Thirsty Thursday for episode three of Sugar Pussy. Thank you.